you're now tuned in to the show Seatbelts on, I'ma show you how we go Mine keeps spinning, but there's nowhere to go It's a trap door to hell, I'ma let them all know You're now tuned in to the show Seatbelts on, I'ma show you how we go Mine keeps spinning, but there's nowhere to go It's a trap door to hell, I'ma let them all know Yeah, we about to make it all spark Chill, cause it's ain't for the faint of heart Taiji's the brainiac, cause he's hella smart Travis G will tell you how it is from the start Microphone, headphone, keeping it chill Gundy brothers with that at-home feel So grab a drink, go and grab a meal And lock your doors cause it's gonna get real Talk about sports, about comedy and food Tune in now if you wanna know the news Gather up your friends, tell your crew Brace yourself cause we roast you fools Shout out to Johnny Goose, man, Mr. Rocha Gundy brothers about to take the panocha Go and tell, ring that bell You are now entering the trap door to hell You're now tuned in to the show Seatbelts on, I'ma show you how it go Mine keeps spinning but there's nowhere to go It's a trap door to hell, I'ma let them all know You're now tuned in to the show Seatbelts on, I'ma show you how it go This podcast is bussin', respectfully <laughs> Respectfully Welcome back to Trap Door to Hell, respectfully no. Episode welcome, 104. Welcome back, un- disrespectfully. <laughs> no, please don't. Yeah. Don't disrespect them. They are our fans. We love them. We love you guys. Wow, what a great podcast. I can't believe it's over already. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I already mentioned episode 104. Ty, how you feeling for 104? I'm fucking tired. I'm tired. Yeah? 311 packages today. Yeah? Yep. Man. Must suck. And it was hot as fuck. To wake up whenever you want to. What do you mean wake up whenever I want to? You start at like fucking 10. Yeah. But then I work till 7. So? So what's your point? You get to sleep in. What's your point? I have to stay up and wait to do this with you. <clears throat> for for us. For the fans. I mean, we could just end trap door whenever. That's not what I like to hear at all. <laughs> yeah, Right. I don't like when you say things like that. That's too I know you bad. want to keep doing this. Yeah, sure, pal. Whatever floats your boat. This is ridiculous. <laughs> do you have any questions? What are you gonna do? I don't like it. What? what are you gonna do when I die, Travis? You're gonna just well, keep doing Well, when the you die, then it's the uh, I do. It's the easiest ending. I do a memorial episode, <laughs> and then and then I with the with all our favorite guests, which we have a new favorite guest that will will be on later. Yeah. But we do it with all our favorite guests. Johnny you know, Roca. You know what I would do? Donnie. You know what I would do if you and died? Then I, and then I start another podcast with somebody who actually gives a damn. You know what I would do if you died? I'd put a post out from the social media. What would <laughs> it say? Like, no more Trapdoor to Hell podcasts for the foreseeable future. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's, That's all you it? get. That's it. Yep. That's it. All our fans wondering why. <laughs> you gotta leave it a mystery. That's how we, we actually become famous after the fact. Because everybody's just like, damn, that podcast ended so mysteriously. Well, this is the whole disillusion of, like, people who die and then get more followers on social media after their death. Right? It's the whole idea. Same disillusion. George Washington. Well, it doesn't count if they're already dead and then social media comes up. Because that's not actually his Twitter. (laughs) Just saying. He got a lot more followers after he died. Kirk Cobain, another another one of them. I'm gonna smack the shit out of you. Nice. Start me off like this. 
You do you, boo boo. All right, we do have some questions. You want to talk a little some basketball? No, but so there's it's a what new, the fucking people want. Yeah, there's a new uh, playoff format according to Mister Johnny Roca, where they're doing a play-in tournament for the last two seeds. It looks like. Yeah, so the top six make it in. It looks like it's is that one division? Yeah, it's all wait. I'm confused. Oh no, it's a conference. It's the Western Conference. And then the first top six make it you in. Do, you're doing a bang up job describing to the people who aren't looking at the tournament bracket. I'm just looking what at it happens. right now. So your top six seeds make it in, obviously. And then seven through ten play a play in tournament to secure the final two spots. This is not just a basketball problem. This is a all sports, all media, everything TV problem. Is that because of what well, because of the things that we've done trying to be cheaper and because of what networks are doing to try and gain more viewers, we're going into this super weird, super strange area of TV streaming, all that stuff. You know, they just want to make money. They don't get a ton of view. They get good. They pay a bunch for regular season, but where the money at is in the playoffs in these big big games. So if they can just keep extending that and shorten the other part of it, then the 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 league will get more money and the TV stations will get more money because it's broadcasting as a important game, a playoff game, if you will say. Um. The more you do that, and the less you, sh- the more you shorten the season, the it's the same thing that's going to happen here with cord cutting, cable, and all that stuff. Cable was the only way you can get TV with packages with all your favorite networks on it, right? Well, what happens? A couple streaming services come out where you can watch movies and stuff like that. People naturally don't want to pay for all the stuff they... They don't need everything, right? So they say, I'm just going to cable cut. I don't need cable anymore. I'm just going to pay for the stuff I need. But they don't realize that you're taking money out of the cable provider's hands, which is taking money out of the network's hands. So what happens then is that the network execs go, we're losing money. Well, I think we need to, because everybody's cable cutting, now we need to go in and make our own apps, make our own streaming services, and pull all our IP that we're renting out to Netflix, Hulu, whatever else, and put it on ours. So in the end, if you want to watch every single thing that you actually want, you will be paying the same amount, if not more, for all of that on 18 different apps... That you have to search through separately instead of just getting cable. It's going to be more frustrating than just dealing with the stuff now. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm fucking lost. How did you go from a question about the playoff bracket changing to a rant about cord cutting and how it's going to be the same amount? Were you doing that on purpose? Were you doing... That's that's my logical step. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, did you even answer the question? Yeah. What are, What are your thoughts on the playoff brackets? Yeah, I think it's dumb. I think it's okay. Stupid. 
Yeah, my my thing is just like just like the court and stuff like that. Pretty soon they're gonna go. They're gonna they're gonna charge you more for regular season games. I don't know if I'm just tired or if if anybody out there also listening, whoever listens to this. Please, like, text me or put it on Facebook if you were also very, very lost there. Because I was like, one second, I was like, okay, I'm with you, it's stupid. And then all of a sudden, it was like, and then these goddamn cable companies, you're going to be paying the same. And I thought, did I did I black out? Are we in the movie portion of this? What's going on? I was very confused. I'm, I'm six, uh, uh, I'm six, de- six ways six separated. Six <laughs> Yeah, you you know, anytime you go on the internet, you're two clicks away from a big black dick. True. All right. Uh, I hope that answered your question on basketball. I I like the idea just because it gives kind of those fringe teams a chance to maybe pull off an upset. If uh, if my if one of my teams is a fringe team like that, if one of my teams is a higher seed, we get knocked out by a lower seed. I'm gonna be pissed. So. It's, you know, they're going to change. That's a future you problem. They're going to change the game just like the CDC is changing all these guidelines (laughs) with the. Oh, wait, sorry. I'm not Travis. I'm not Travis. Sorry. I can get get there. Okay. (laughs) We got we got some questions from the trapdoor groupie. There were two to start it off. I'm only going to ask one of them. What are the top live events you've been to? Um, Metallica. I'm with you on at that AT&T one. At AT&T Park. Yep. ACDC at AT&T Park. Uh, Brad Paisley and Keith Urban at the Shoreline Amphitheater. Um, that was a great show. I saw John Party in a little, in a small... Uh, venue. Small venue in San Jose where he it was just an opener of him. He did a fantastic jo- show. Fantastic. Luke Combs, Morgan Wallen at the, um, in Sacramento. I forget what the name of the, the stadium is out there. It's where the Kings play. Um, this is before, of course, Morgan Wallen said the N word on, on, <laughs> on Colin Cum, someone's camera. Um, but that was an awesome show. Let's see what other live events have it. Oh, every time I've been to the Monster Jam World Finals has been awesome. Um. Ty, you got any? Well, I was going to go on the sports side of things. Dallas Braden's perfect game. Oh, good point. Good point. Um, I saw Jason Giambi break a window on Mount Davis. There you go. Uh, Game 161 of the 2012 season where the A's had to basically sweep the Rangers to win the division. I was at the second game where they tied the division. Ooh, Coco Crush. 2013 AL uh, division series, the walk-off. Coco Chris hit the walk off. Yes, that the one, the, the only game we won against the Tigers. Yes, it was the only night I was there. Yeah, or wait, twenty thirteen. When did Stephen Vote do it? I don't know. I think I think I think that might have been twenty twelve. And twenty thirteen was Stephen. Well, twenty twelve, the world ended. So, facts. Um, let's see. They said movie premieres, so... Oh, I oh also great. Say, Ch- hold up. Christmas Eve Raider game, although I wasn't there for the entire game. You were there for just Whatever the little quarter. part I was there for was pretty awesome, because uh, that was Charles uh, Woods' last home game. Avengers Endgame uh, premiere was, was pretty awesome. I mean, it was cool. Avengers Infinity War premiere was pretty funny. 
Look. We had some good laughs there. That oh, was when the, the guy, the guy, the dropped guy who the dropped the popcorn or, or a soda on his date, and the date just kept walking, and he was like, "God damn it!" And then he almost did it a second time, and then and then the black people behind us, when they dusted uh, Black Panther, they said they killed our king. They got our king. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "Nice." Um, black eyed peas and the pussycat dolls. <laughs> um. Trying to think of, uh, did you do any other movie premieres? Uh, I mean, I've been to a bunch of premieres, buddy. Like back when they used to come out at midnight, when they do the midnight premieres? Did a 10.30 p.m. showing of the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street. I remember that one. I didn't get to go because Auntie Jody said, I'm not taking you. And then I heard it was terrible, so I was like, I'm pretty happy I didn't get to go to that one. Um... We can do I mean, I think we've done enough. All right. Yeah, the rest of the questions will get filled in throughout Throughout the podcast. Rainbow here. Road. What? What? When Mario had to come back on Rainbow Road. Or I thought you were talking about the Rainbow Bridge, where everybody's dogs and cats go. <laughs> I'm trying to drink it and take a drink of water. By the way, fill it, the, you guys out there, fill us in. Is the Rainbow Bridge, where everybody's pet dies and goes, is that a thing that everybody just knows? Because I... Travis had no idea. <laughs> no idea that this was a thing. And I could, for the last four years, every time, never noticed before, for the past four years, every time somebody's pet dies or I see a post about it or whatever at least one somebody person. mentions the rainbow bridge the, uh, like fucking I feel like it's that one thing where um uh where like you remember things differently Mandela effect yeah yeah but but the Mandela was this wasn't a thing and now it's a thing now it's just all of a sudden a thing and everybody knows about it but me I'm <laughs> living in the matrix always has been all right. Cake. It's all cake. It's all cake. You remember that? <laughs> that started to make a small comeback I seen like a couple weeks ago and then it just died and fizzled. And I was like, damn, I really wanted that back. Yeah. I love when everything was cake. Yeah. Everything still is cake. This mic. Always has been. Never mind. That's not cake. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's move on to the MLB. Ready when you are, Skip. All right. We're going to start out. In the East, where Boston Red Sox are still holding strong on a three-game win streak at the moment, uh, their record sixteen and nine. The Rays at thirteen and twelve, uh, three games back. Toronto at eleven and twelve, uh, four games back. The Yankees have moved up from last place; they're at eleven and thirteen, four and a half games back. And the Orioles at the bottom at ten and fourteen, five and a half. I mean, we kind of knew the Orioles were not going to be sustainable there. Yeah. Uh, towards the top, and my must-watch series of the weekend, the Red Sox came out victorious. One thing I do want to mention is I get it. I understand that the Padres and the Dodgers were the probably unanimous must-watch series of the weekend. Travis just didn't want to be basic. I don't, know, basic I don't know why I would need to tell anybody that. Yeah. Did, were you getting shit from people or something like that? Is she that... said it on his podcast. Oh, okay. I definitely listened to that. That's, you know, I, sh- I just, it slipped my memory for yeah, a second. Yeah, she said it on the podcast. He called me a hipster for that pick. I was like, I mean, yes, it was a hipster pick to not just say, like, watch the Dodgers but and the wouldn't Padres. But it, wouldn't it be more hipster- to say to watch the Dodgers and the Padres, that's like on the nose. It's like, 
Yeah. No, no, no. Hipster, not on the nose. You got to pick, like, I, you know, like, you like Wu-Tang Clan? Let me give you... I was gonna say something extremely racist. <laughs> I was just gonna make up noises. And out of the c- out of the central, we have the Kansas City Royals sitting firmly up top of their division with the best record in base. Oh wait, no, yeah, best best winning percentage in baseball. Winning Excuse percentage, uh, fifteen and eight. The Red Sox and the A's, right? Well, they're the Red Sox have sixteen wins. Okay, yes, but they so have the Red Sox losses. have the best yes. record. But the Royals have the best winning, winning percentage. percentage. Uh, and then right behind them, two and a half games back, we have the White Sox, the Indians, four and a half game ba- games back at eleven and twelve. The Twins struggle bust right now at eight and fifteen, seven games back, and they are right down there with Detroit, who is seven and a half games back at eight and sixteen. Um, the White Sox are pulling their stuff back together. Um, it's really fun to watch. Lucas Giolito doing his thing. We had the, um, um, what, what was it? Carlos Rodon throw the, the no hitter. Perf- near perfect game. Yep. And then Ma- Michael Kopech. Michael Kopech, who we haven't talked about in a couple years here. Mm-hmm. Last year was an opt out. The year before that was a, uh, injury. Was a to Tommy John, right? He had yeah. Tommy John. Yeah. Uh, he, he was live. Like, he was one of those guys that was going to be. One of the first starting pitchers averaging a hundred plus on you know for six innings or more, blah blah blah. Would have been gonna be the next thing for the White Sox. He had came back this weekend and had a terrific start, yeah. terrific start. So it's good to have him back. The White Sox really needed to. Yeah, really we knew, needed. We knew that that starting pitching was strong, and of course they have the 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 power and the bats, but their real concern was bullpen and. It's looking pretty pretty decent at the moment. At the moment, we'll see how at long the that sustains. Uh, um, Minnesota big time struggle. I think they're. I don't know what's going on. They have they have the talent there. It's just not clicking right now. Yeah, I don't know where I don't know where the disconnect there is yeah. for the ball club. And then we knew Detroit came out hot, but another thing, just like Baltimore, we knew I'm, it wasn't going to be sustainable for a while. Um, out of the West, we have the A's at. 15 and 10 top of the division Houston has jumped up just behind them at uh one and a half games back 13 and 11 the Angels in the middle there at 12 and 11 two games back the Mariners at 13 and 12 also two games back and then the Rangers at the bottom 10 and 15 five games back Shohei Otani dude absolutely ridiculous first Leading player in, in uh, first runs. player to Start in a game on the mound and lead the league in home runs. Yes, and since, I mean since Babe Ruth. And he, he, and he's, he's three for four in the game he threw with like three runs scored and two RBIs and a right. double. Like I mean, just unbelievable to watch. This is the like if the rest of the team could figure it out, like the rest, especially the rest of starting pitching, and keep them above, like. That is such a dangerous team to play. Yeah. Such that was the team I expected to win the division, and I still think can do it. Now the A's and I just watched them today, I mean, play against Tyler Glass now, which Tough. That's gonna be rough. You gotta try and get him out early and try and get Work to the bullpen. Yeah. And they just couldn't couldn't do it. They lost another tough one yesterday. They're right there. They're not they're not playing bad, but Matt Chapman 
is absolutely terrible. Got They've got to move him around in the lineup somewhere. Get him some better pitches to hit. Get him rolling. Get him, get him feeling comfortable. Because what they're doing with him now is just not working. Period. Maybe get him a couple days off. Get him in the cage. Yeah, he's he's big time struggle bus right now. One fifty two average. It's bad. He's yeah. one of the worst hitters, like with the amount of plate appearances because he started almost every single game. He's already had ninety six plate appearances. I mean, he's there and he just can't figure it out. So, like, this is the th- thing that, like, uh, when I say managers need to sometimes snap out of this big league thing and and start doing some actual work and not just depend on your players, like. Bob Melvin's got to do something with him. They like get him DHing, maybe get him drop down to eight, let him get see better pitches. I don't know what it is, but something needs to be done. Yeah. Something needs to be adjusted. The best way, like you were saying, the best way I would think would be move him around in that lineup just to get him. Like everybody knows Chapman's coming up, but you put him in a different part of the lineup, he's gonna see something different. Yeah, I mean, and the, it could be pressure on him. Yeah. Sitting in the middle of the lineup like he needs to produce. Like drop him down and be like, hey, we're not expecting anything from you. Yeah. We seen we seen uh Bob Melvin do it when Cespedes was struggling there for a while and Chris Davis near the end was struggling for a while. We've seen him do it before, why he's not taking that approach now. I don't know. Um out of the NL East we have the Braves up top, tied actually for first the top spot with the Philadelphia Phillies both sitting at 12 and 12. The Mets at 9 and 10, only a half game back. Miami at 11 and 13, a full game back. And then Washington at the bottom, 9 and 12, one and a half games. Uh, Braves encountering more pitching injuries. Uh, so that's kind of rough to see. They, they, they can't stay healthy over there. While the offense is starting to come around now, you know, it's like the pendulum swing there. Yeah, like it's not evening out. Which, Pitching was there, which is really Acuna was gone for a little bit, and which is really the reason that that the the rest of the division is not far off from where they're at. Um, I see him turning around. Uh, let's see the Marlins. Poor Marlins, man. They just not it. Pal. They had they they had their chance in that sixty game season. Ride that ride that lightning, but. We we knew from that 162 game it was going to be tough. And Jacob Degrom, uh, just today passed, uh, um, Randy Johnson's records for like total strikeouts in three consecutive starts or something like, uh, passing. I think if, I forget if it was 57 or 67, but just un un just a unreal animal. On unbelievable. The what he's doing, like once in a life, and I think we talked about it last week, we so did. I don't need to. But like once in a lifetime, stuff we're watching happening on the mound. Yeah, uh, but we, like they, he pitched today and and did that, and then they lost. Well, that's I mean story of they his lost career the right Red there. Sox. Story of his career. Uh, out of the central, we have the Milwaukee Brewers, who have been who turned it on recently, uh, sitting atop at fourteen and ten. Pittsburgh, another team that's getting hot, twelve and twelve, two games back. Tied with the Cardinals at twelve and twelve, who are also two games back, and then the Reds at eleven and thirteen, three games, and the Cubs at ten and fourteen, four games back. Well, the Reds started a series with um, the Dodgers, so I don't, I don't expect that to get much better for them. But that is a bunch of division, like we talked about during our po- our preseason preview. Like that was going to be a bunch of division. We thought, I mean, uh, I think Both we talked central. about this, the Pirates. 
the Pirates not really being there, but being able to play good ball. And they're just outplaying themselves right now. Not sustainable, I don't think. Yeah. I think that'll the water will find its level there. But, hey, if they're going to keep rolling, roll on, man. Roll on. Hell yeah. And then out of the West, we have the Dodgers, who are just on an absolute tear at the moment. 16-9 and nine at the top of the division. San Francisco Giants. Only a half game back at 15-9. and nine. They're playing good ball at the moment. Well, uh, this, I mean, we talked about the Dodgers and the Padres series yeah. and how that was appointment television. Just no doubt about it. I mean, Fernando Tatis Jr. comes back from injury, barely able to play, you know, barely able to get back from injury to play in the series against the Dodgers. He hits three straight home runs in three straight games in, in uh, Chavez Ravine. First player to ever do that. Um, he had four total home runs in that series. I think so. Four or five. I mean, the man is everywhere. I was watching a little bit of him earlier before we started this podcast, and he's still banging doubles off the wall. Yeah. He is electric. The Dodgers are electric to watch. Mookie Betts, like, they, they don't stop. The pitching is phenomenal. I, we haven't mentioned it on this podcast, but the fact that they have David Price coming out of the bullpen mm-hmm. is just an unbelievable thought. Like, even if you keep it close with those guys and get a tie and you go, hey, we're going to go to extra innings, they go, <laughs> you got David you got Price. A, you got a, a ex-Cy Young World Series winner who's ready to go six with your best guy late tonight. Yeah. It's it's absolutely insane. You're it's trying like, to knock a, a good starter out. They just go to another Cy Young winner. And the crazy the part is in between those two awesome teams to watch is this Giants team who, can anybody tell me what the Giants are about? Exactly. Nobody knows. No. Nobody knows. But they're winning games, so good for them. Good for the Giants fans out there. Um, D-backs, they're actually in the middle there, too. 12 and 11, three games back. They're tied with the Padres, and then we know the Rockies are Well, the Rockies, their GM just, just, quote-unquote, resigned. resigned. Yeah, Yeah, they came to a mutual agreement. I was going to ask a question to Dominic on on their podcast. Well, I guess I'll just do it now, because Chiefs will ask him. Yeah. I wanted to ask Dominic, like, how do you think... Losing their GM is going to affect the wild card Colorado Rocky. True. Very <laughs> Phrase true. Phrase it just like that too, please. Yes. Um, yeah, so I had a question because out of this division we had the Mad Bum seven inning no-hitter. Should it count? No. You don't think it should count? Got to go nine. I mean, yeah, they, go nine. they awarded the they awarded the Dodgers a, a World Series win after a 60-game season. I don't think that counts either. Okay. Well, as long as you're as long as you're right on with that, I don't think that counts either. Yeah, I think it's bullshit. Okay. See, I'm I'm on the opposite Put, end. If if they if they're gonna award a sixty game season World Series, give Mad Bum the no hitter. Well, I I feel like they're gonna the World Series thing. I like that's not an argument I can make. This I can, so it's strange. But I would say both of them put them in the books. Just put asterisks next to them. Hey, this was during COVID season, only 60 games. Hey, this one was uh, during a seven-inning doubleheader game. Yeah. You know, it's it's that easy. I mean, if they're going to move forward with these seven-inning doubleheader games past but these I, I two don't seasons. Think, I don't think they're going to. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. If, the, if they're going to, and this is going to just kind of go on. The Democrats got their president out, so now everything could open up. Jesus Christ, here we go. <laughs> if this is going to happen and it's going to keep going on with uh, seven-inning doubleheaders, then fucking count it. But if it's 
if it's not, then put an asterisk, like you said. Uh, pardon my take. Did you listen this week? No. They said something great. They said, if you're throwing a no-hitter in one of these seven-inning games, and you get past the seventh inning still throwing your no-hitter, the game should continue until somebody gets a hit off of you. <laughs> That's fine. I was like, that's wild because the other team, like, they unless it's a unless it's a one to nothing ball game and you're throwing a no hitter and the one hit you give up is a home run, then it's a tie game. Like the other team doesn't have an opportunity to come back and win. The only the only uh, I guess um, that's the word I'm looking for. Um, the only incentive would be that you don't go down as the team that got no hit. Yes. But, I don't know, it's such a strange thing. Because, like, when we know what happens when, when Mad Bum's rolling, even though he's older now and he's not the same guy. Like, that guy is a competitor. When he's rolling, he gonna keep fucking rolling. Yeah. And then he'll keep rolling. And then he's just rolling. gonna keep rolling, rolling. What? Rolling. What? Rolling. What? Rolling. Come on! Okay, sorry. Uh, that's it for baseball, though. That's that's your your week, whatever recap. Week three, I don't know how many weeks it's been of baseball. Been three weeks of baseball. I, I my fucking counts correct. Yeah. Games series to watch this weekend. There you go. The series to watch this weekend is not a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Unfortunately, it's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday with a conclusion on Saturday night baseball, and that would be. The New York Mets facing off against the Philadelphia Phillies. They are competing to see who who slingshots up into that division against the Braves. I think this is definitely a turn of the tides to see which team is going to change in which direction for now. Um, and it's going to be all the names exciting to watch. That is the series to watch this weekend. I'm going to give one to Braves Blue, Blue Jays. Blue Jays looking to make a name for themselves, and the Braves looking to stay atop their division. There you go. Let's see who's going to be more interesting. I don't know how we... <laughs> Vladdy, Vlad, fucking Vladdy Jr. had three home runs in a game the other day. That Did ass he? is a wagon. Fuck yeah. He had three? He had three in a game, dude. This shit awesome. was wild. Yeah, um, I don't know how we like figure out who, who, who picked the better one. I don't know. Fan vote. Man. Sure, why not? I'll create a poll. Yeah, cre- creates a poll. Only me and you vote on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. What the hell is going on with my mouse? Uh-oh. He's having mouse problems. Yeah. Um, Somebody call an exterminator. Any other news or anything from MLB that we need to not touch really. up on? All right. Oh, football, football, football. Draft is tomorrow night for anybody uh, curious. If you're you're unsure, tomorrow the draft will happen. First round of the draft. Uh, I think we had a question surrounding the draft, correct? Yes, we do. Thanks for the reminder there, Travis. Good job. Way to do your job. All right. What will be the number one headline coming out of the NFL draft? So. This is also from the Trapdoor Groupie. Thank you, Trapdoor Groupie. So, I think the number one headline, well, especially around here, you know, uh, California, Bay Area, number one headline here, especially, will be whoever the 49ers take for the QB position. I think that's going to be one of the biggest ones for sure. They did not move up to get anybody else. I don't know. 
you don't move up to three in in a draft like this with all these quarterbacks to pick not a quarterback. Yeah. So they're they're looking at somebody. Whoever they take is going to be big news. Um, also, I think there's going to be a a trade for sure. Um, depending on everybody's waiting to see who the 49ers take. And then I see like Miami slots and other guys sitting at like eight, nine, I believe, uh, picks in the draft who don't necessarily need them. Uh, and I can see teams that are looking at quarterbacks go, you know what? We can get value right now. We like another, we, we, we like another guy opposed that hasn't got picked yet. Let's move up. Let's go get them. Um, a couple teams that I heard were looking into doing that. One mainly the fucking Bears. So Tyler <laughs> Kiai, good luck, go. buddy. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So I think that I think that'll be it. It's the Forty Niners draft pick, and then whoever trades up to to get another quarterback. So they asked another question, but I'm very confused. What they're trying to say is there added pressure on the Forty Niners number three QB pick. Since it looks like they could have got him at number twelve, I don't know who they think, who the trapdoor groupie thinks they could have got the quarterback at at pick twelve. But uh, I feel I like, don't think any. any I feel QB like this is, is that low. Uh, yeah, you you really you really don't know, especially with all the smoke screens that get thrown up in the pre-draft talk. That that the the guy they thought was gonna um, would would fall to twelve. At the point where where the 49ers are, one step away from uh, one quarterback away, one healthy team away from being Super Bowl winners, honestly, I feel, um, they need to go up to three to make sure they get their guy. I mean, they go up to one if they could do it, but there was no way the Jets were giving up a number one pick. Jaguars. Sorry, Jaguars. And there's no way the Jets are giving up a pick at two. Two. That's right. So, you go to the next best available. You can get up to three. Get up to three. Make sure you get your guy because you cannot miss. Now, I think the pressure is on number... Uh, the pressure is on that guy who they get. I don't... Sorry. Excuse me. I don't think there's any pressure on the on the guy they get. Because they're keeping... I, I do not see them trading G, Jimmy G. No. Unless, unless somebody gives up a ton of capital... A, and I mean a ton of capital for Jimmy G, which I just don't see happening with his health issues yeah. and the amount that he's played in the past few seasons. Um, unless that happens, I don't see the 49ers be, being able to dump him for anything they like. That's for what worth they think it. he's worth. And, and they need him there. That way, if the draft pick isn't ready to play and isn't ready to compete at that high level first thing... They can get him kind of groomed in there, worked into the offense uh, for a year, and then try and go at it in two years from now. And then they can unload Jimmy G's contract. And then they can bring in more guys to help him on the back end. And they're still on the rookie deal for whoever they draft. And in case anybody was wondering, Kyle Shanahan cannot predict whether somebody will be alive on this Saturday. Yeah, what a wild thing to say. That's <laughs> the most ridiculous But you like... know what, dude? Ask, ask me the same question fucking every fucking day. Oh, I've said, I I'd, would say I'd some a, stupid ass shit, too. At a certain point, you're just going to come up with the, the wildest shit to I say. I would just keep saying Shrek is love, Shrek is life. Yeah, like, I can't... But it was just so funny that he just was like, 
I can't confirm or deny whether somebody's going to be alive on Saturday. Now, if somebody close to Kyle Shanahan dies on Saturday, <laughs> that those are the words of somebody who's about to kill somebody. Yeah. I can't confirm if somebody's going to be alive this Saturday. Like, fuck, man. Well, who no, are you no. going to Well, murder? hold up, hold up. He said, I can't confirm if somebody's going to be alive or dead. Yeah. So, so if he can confirm that somebody's going to be dead, then he's not going to kill somebody. <laughs> Because then he would be able to confirm that. He would that. be able to confirm that. Yeah, no, he said it perfectly. Let's not get his words misconstrued, all right? I don't know. But, yeah, so there's no guarantees, according to him, whether Jimmy G will stay on the roster. It just doesn't make... It Like it wouldn't make sense to get rid of him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Sean Lee, linebacker from the Cowboys, has announced his retirement from the NFL. I had a lot of people announce our retirement this year. Uh-huh. Rest in paradise. When I mean paradise, I mean your retirement home. Yes. Uh, the Ravens traded their offensive lineman Orlando Brown to the Chiefs for the 31st pick this year and then a third third and a fifth and then a future fifth next year. I mean, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a bad move to that get more capital. That offensive line, very strong over there in Kansas City. Yeah. Well, they, they dropped a few guys too. Dropped a few guys, but they're getting... Guys back from inter, inter, injury, and then they're getting Kyle Long as well. They're a good team. Look, look come on. They're not going to be bad. They're not going to be bad, but it. we saw Mahomes kind of had to do a lot of running. They were getting getting a lot of pressure on him. So. That was injuries against one of the best defenses in the league, and he yep. also had turf toe. Yep. Uh, and then this morning, the Broncos made a quarterback move. They trade their sixth-round pick for Teddy Bridgewater. So a little competition over there in Denver between Teddy Bridgewater and what Drew the fuck Locke. does Denver is Denver doing? <laughs> they're like they're not doing bad, but this I don't know if this is it, Chief. It's not it. It's not it. I mean, look, look. The Panthers just as well. I mean, Panthers got Sam Darnold. The the Panthers really come out because they paid Teddy Bridgewater right. They paid Teddy Bridgewater to come over there mm-hmm. and play. He didn't really pan out. They look at this and they go, we have a decent spot in the draft right now. We have Teddy Bridgewater, who's still, you know, with the sort of lackluster season that he had with us. We'll see what he's got left, you know, see what he's got left in the tank. Oh, wait a second. The Jets are going to just let Sam Darnold go for almost free? I got an idea. We think Sam Darnold has the same potential as Teddy Bridgewater. Let's take Sam Darnold. Let's bring him in. Then we can shop Teddy Bridgewater for somebody's first round pick and fucking go after another one of these low hanging quarterbacks in case Sam Darnold really isn't it. I mean, right? That that's an ultimate move by the Panthers. I think it's a they very. Got a, they didn't get a first. They got a sixth round. I thought you said a sixth pick. No, sixth round. Oh. Pick. My bad. <laughs> I, I like the sentiment though. I but thought the Bron- you said a six pick. The Bron- the Broncos. But the Panthers still have a high pick regardless, right? Yes. yes, they do. Where are they picking at? I think the Panthers are picking in like the mid ten range. Okay, so yeah, so they 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 get an extra pick this year in the sixth round. It's not as hyped up as I was saying, yes. and they and they unload that contract. They get Sam Darnold for cheap. They could still probably get a quarterback there, right? That's what we're looking at. Probably. With how deep this draft is. Yeah. 
The Broncos aren't looking bad either. They they brought in, they extended their safety, Justin Simmons. The Broncos Simmons. are terrible. L- listen, extended their safety, Justin Simmons, who played very well this year. They bring in cornerback Kyle Fuller from the Bears, one of the Bears' better uh, defensive corners that they had to let go of due to uh, cap. Bring in Ronald Darby, who was one of the better Eagles' corners. They bring back their defensive tackle, Shelby Harris, who had a good year. And they bring back Kareem Jackson, who had a decent year. They're also getting Vaughn Miller, Juwan James, and Cortland Sutton all off of injury. And they have the number nine pick in the draft. Do they have... Do, last year, regardless of anything, when they were on the field, did they look like their coaching staff had that team prepared or put together in any sense of it? No, but they no. just added. So who cares who they put on the field if they're not addressing what's going on with the coaching staff and trying to fix the actual problem, which is upper management? Hey, they, they moved that around, remember? What's his they name? They just retitled John Elway. John Elway got a new title. They just retitled it. I, Broncos are going to be a and, sleeper pick this year. And that's why I say the things I do, because like, not that I don't think that all these guys that you mentioned are not talented or anything like that. I think they're very talented. I think they they have a team that's built well enough, not good enough to compete against the Raiders or the Chargers or the uh, Chiefs, excuse me, in the division, but they just don't have it together when they're on the field at all. So I don't see that changing. Well, all right. I'm putting it in Broncos sleeper pick. Sleeper pick for what? Sleeper pick to to make the playoffs. In a wild card spot? Make the playoffs. Well, you think they're going to beat the Chiefs? I think they're going to make the playoffs. Here we fucking go. You were just talking about how they're not going to compete against the Raiders. Yeah. What have the Raiders done to get better? I don't want to talk about that. Well, I'm hoping this. I'm hoping this draft will prove that. But the Raiders, at least, like at times, look like they have their shit together. So I can I can trust that they will put it together. Hopefully, at some point. I hope so. All right, that's all I had for the NFL news. Draft is tomorrow. We'll have more to talk about next week. Yeah, I mean, we don't draft isn't our thing. No, we'll just we'll run through the first few picks or whatever and give our takes on that the raiders what all the stuff that you guys love to hear about for sure uh we got some movie news let me check and make sure we don't have any movie questions we don't we have a marvel question but we've already answered that by the way we didn't really answer it I answered it. I'm pretty sure I answered it. You answered it in the same way you answered the the basketball question. But that's a fucking answer. Mm, it's a really confusing and just off the rails answer. But we had some, we had a trailer drop this week. We had the Conjuring: The Devil Made Me Do It, which will release in theaters and HBO Max June fourth. Um, I uh. What did you think of it first? Because I'm trying. I can't collect my thoughts on it really. I don't. I don't know how to feel about it. It seemed. It, it's weird. 
it seems like they're going to play more into um, what's her I can't remember her name. Well, and Lorraine. Lorraine. They're going to play more into Lorraine's like ability and being able to like see into the scenes and well, all that stuff. Well, that's always been a That's always been there, but I feel like this it's going to take a main stage in this movie. I, I feel, don't know how I'm going to feel. It's going to feel too insidious to me. I think this is I think they're they're stepping away from like haunted house like classical kind of things. And they're going to try and mix horror elements with a crime series? Yeah. Like a crime movie? I There's not too much from the trailer. trailer. And that's... Everything from the trailer kind of reminds me of like a, a, a crime... A straight up crime piece. So it's very... I think it's... They're, they're either being misleading or it's off-putting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I felt... When I watched it, I felt off. Like, it didn't feel like when I saw the trailer for the original Conjuring. Well, or it didn't Conjuring feel like too. a Conjuring universe no. type of movie. It was strange. Which isn't the worst thing, because some of those universe movies haven't been the best. But that's what happens when you make a whole bunch of them, too. Like, yeah. mo- most of them are ca- cash grabs. you got to realize that. Yeah, like, that, well, I, that's, that's look, the thing. When are they... When... Do they conclude this series? How long does I mean, this actually go about, on? We talked in depth about Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Streets, all those kind of like, lo- like long, um, lasting series. Yeah, exactly. Movie franchises and stuff like that, and what they do and how they perceive and what they are. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. This ain't. This ain't. This ain't looking. This isn't what I expected, especially with the setup from the last one. Like, trying to de- dive into some of these really cool-looking, fucking interesting backstories. Some of these ghosts that are in the fucking... In the house, right? Yeah. And we've only mainly focused on Valak and Annabelle. Yeah. Like... The, they set it up in, what was that, Annabelle 3 or whatever? When they were in the... When they were actually inside title? the Warren house? I don't remember the fucking full, full title. Annabelle... What is it? Annabelle comes home or some yeah, stupid shit job. like that. Great job, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the movie I was talking about too, not the second Conjuring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but they they set up. That's all the one the... that you set up. They set up all the other. Which ones. was probably the best part of that entire movie was the setup of all these different demonic beings inside that house, and yet we're st- and it looks like we're still dealing with remnants of like Valak. Yeah, it's so... Even though we saw her get defeated in the second... I don't know. It's It seems so weird. We saw her get defeated in the... Second Conjuring. But not really. But not really. Yeah. Because we thought we saw her got defeated in the fucking nun. In the nun. And obviously she was back after that. Yeah, yeah they tied it back to the first... That's a whole thing. Yeah. They don't want to hear us... They don't want to hear us talk about the Conjuring universe for an hour and a half. Nope. (laughs) But I'm sure we will when that movie comes out in June. Yeah. Hopefully we get another trailer or something a little bit more that'll clarify what this movie will be. Yeah. Uh... Flintstones you know, are getting Oh, a... you know what I remind me? The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Because that was centered around the court case of her. Mm-hmm. Because uh, they, they they thought they had them in court because they were she was being, a quote-unquote, abused and she died when they were just trying to exorcise her. Yeah, that was a great movie. That's a, see, that's a good, good it, mixture. Well, but... I think it was one of the first times that that take was put on it. Yeah. And it was very... And they had the scenes on the side... 
Very interesting. I like that one. If you haven't seen Good Exor- Watch. Exorcism of Emily Rose, I thought that was a well done movie. That's one of those. I anytime what I the s- number is. On I was that. gonna say anytime I see that movie, I always watch it. That's one of my one of my favorite exorcist type movies. Um, let's see what's the number on it. Forty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Forty six percent Metacritic. Well, there you go for anybody out there who you know. I think Trapdoor Groupie asked what was a movie that's. Rated low that it's like a guilty pleasure for us. Better than that. Um, Why is it so low rated? I have to watch it again. I'll um, keep it up on my on my thing here so I can watch it again. The Flintstones are getting a sequel. It's going to be called Bedrock. Uh, It'll feature Elizabeth Banks playing a twenty year old pebble. Now starring on Paramount Plus Network. Yeah, that's. I don't know. It didn't really streaming now streaming on Paramount Plus. Who's Elizabeth Banks? I know that. Now name. streaming on HBO Max. Don't get Travis started on his uh, on his rants. Elizabeth Banks is the one who did the fucking shitty Charlie Angels movie. Oh, she was in right. that movie uh, with Joe uh, with Seth Rogen. Um, I I know who she is now. I looked her up. Yeah, remember when she said that people didn't watch her movie because it was all women in it, yeah. not because it fucking sucked. Travis, did you watch that movie? No, why would I? Everybody told me it sucked. Uh, Sure, that's why you didn't watch it. Not because there was all women in it. Uh, Here's another all, pretty much all women I love Bridesmaids, so don't even fucking talk to me. True. I just rewatched that the other day. Hilarious. Uh, Remember when she pooped in the street? Yeah, I do remember. And she also pooped in the sink. A different (laughs) girl. Same scene, though. You could poop in the street. You could poop in the sink. You could poop wherever you might think. Fucking here's Dr. Seuss. Dr. Feces. Dr. Poops. Uh, Caitlin Dever and Billy Lord are reuniting. They're going to star alongside Julia Roberts and George Clooney in a movie called Tickets to Paradise. I don't know. They're going to play the children of these divorced parents. I don't care. Billy Lord and uh, Caitlin Dever had great chemistry in, uh, what's that? What's that movie? What's the one? I don't know. Book Smart. They had great chemistry in Book Smart. Are those the two girls? They're not the the main two. So it's the skinny one from that movie. Yes. And then Billy Lord is was kind of like a side character in that movie, but she's the one who's in American Horror Story. She's Carrie um Gotcha. Carrie Fisher's daughter. Gotcha. Yep. Yes. Um yeah, so that'll be interesting. Leonardo DiCaprio is set to star in the English adaptation of Another Round. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I want to watch that movie. Yeah. I want to watch that movie. I heard good things about it. I believe that's on Hulu. It's on Hulu, yeah. Another round on Hulu. Misunderstood. No, no, no. I know for sure it's on Hulu. Um, Let's see. Oscar nominated, right? Or was it yes. Yeah. I, think it won, I think it won. We'll get into that. It won uh, foreign picture. Yeah, we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, Russell Crowe has announced that he's going to play Zeus in Thor Love and Thunder. It's awesome. That's a pretty good casting right there. I, I hope they say. give him. I hope they make that like fun, like they had the Thor's be uh, Thor Ragnarok, and he can be like the Zeus character, like his character in uh, the uh, the Good Guys. Yes. Yeah, I hope his character can be like, hey, I'm Zeus, but like I'm like this. D- fuck. <laughs> fuck. Hey, I'm Zeus, but I'm like this. My brain still caught up on. On uh, cable networks. I guess so. Uh, American Psycho is getting a series. 
So when they made that the the re, the second American Psycho, I think the idea was to do that or a series. Um, it'll be interesting what the take is on it because I don't think I I, I think it needs to be a re adaptation to like nowadays because like that one was so fucking eighties. It is like straight up eighties and something that maybe takes place in a more recent time would do well. Kind of like if you guys ever watch Bates Motel, I enjoyed Bates Motel. I think it was really held up on the acting opposed to the storyline. Sometimes the storyline doesn't really, yeah, it kind of goes off the rails when you're at uh, adapting a, a the story of Psycho, yeah. uh, which is kind of basic in essence. But <clears throat> they did. I thought it was good what they tried, and and you know, so I I, I think it could be good. It could also just be a fucking dump truck of baby diapers it could be american psycho 2 levels bad yeah did you ever watch that one no mila kunis is basically norman or not norman bates is basically what and she was trying to act like like him the whole time right Mm -hmm. patrick bateman patrick bateman there we go all right oscars were this past weekend we're gonna go over kind of the bigger ones best animated movie went to soul i don't think anybody else had uh any other Guess add to that one. Uh, international movie, we just said another round. Original screenplay went to Promising Young Woman. Thankfully, Good. I was hoping they would get some Good. sort of love. Yes. Uh, best supporting actor went to Daniel Kaluuya with uh, Kalua. Judi- Kalua. Kalua, Judas and the Black Messiah. Which we talked about his his uh, role in depth a bunch. So Yes. Best supporting actress went to Ya Jung Yun uh, for Minari. Which Minari is on I've never Prime seen Video, I believe. It's on what? Prime Video. Yeah. Best Director went to Chloe Zhao with Nomadland. Yeah, this movie. Fucking go ahead. Did you watch it? No, no, I didn't watch it. Oh, it, it cleaned God. up. Oh, did you God. watch it? Yeah. What did you think about it? Me and Haley watched it right at. We had watched the Oscars. We saw it sweep, and we were like, "Well, let's watch it." It ain't it, Chief. It ain't it. It's just like depressing the whole time, right? It's I don't even feel depressed watching it. I feel nothing. Yeah. Like what this character is going through isn't really all that much. And it's a lot a lot of it is her own choice. Yeah. And I'm just kinda like there's there's well, no we, remember when we talked about the trailer and I was like Oscar bait for sure. Oh, hundred percent. Hundred percent Oscar whole bait. The whole movie was Oscar bait. There's no story arc. There's no it's, it feels like the whole thing is exposition throughout. I had no point was I was I like, there's no climax of this movie. Like, where am I supposed to feel anything? That's one of those movie? ones, like, I talk, when I say, like, another round I wanted to watch, The Sound of Metal I want to watch, like, stuff that was, stuff that was on nominated last year mm-hmm. that I haven't got around to watching that I do want to see. Like, this <clears> one I've never wanted once thought I want to see this, though. No. And, I, it, and it won what other ones? It won best. I was just gonna get to it. Best actress for Frances McDormand, who was the main. Which again, like she played good, but there just wasn't a lot there to for for me to be like, yeah, she definitely deserved best actress type thing. And then it won best picture. Yeah, um, insane. And then best actor went to Anthony Hopkins. For best his actor in a weird. So the for the first time ever, they ended the uh, the Award ceremony. Show. On... With best actor, yes, and I mean it was set up from the beginning, I believe, to have a reel for Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman. It and seemed it's sending off. It seemed like everything they were doing, it was like, okay, Chadwick Boseman's gonna win. 
and then they were using his is either using clip art of him. They were kind of like pulling at you, like, "Hey, best actor is going to be at the end," which features a recently deceased Chadwick Boseman, and then Anthony Hopkins won. Yeah, wild. for the father, which was one we talked about was. Thought it was a different movie. Thought yeah. it was the two popes. Yep, thought it was a, a the wrong movie. So those were your Oscar winners right there. And then they just ended it, right? They ended it like so abruptly. Well, ending. yeah, because Anthony Hopkins was at home in wherever the fuck he's at. I don't remember. Isn't he? Wales? Yeah. Somewhere out that there. That makes sense. So he wasn't able to zoom in like some of the other people who were away for the for the award. And, so they, and they just had um, Joaquin Phoenix introduce it and he was supposed to go up and talk about how transforming into a role and he's just like yeah they want me to come up here and talk about this but i don't know anything about that so here's the awards here's who here's the nominees that's really what he said that's really what he said and he just went into it and he was like uh and then he read off the names and then they had anthony hopkins and he said we're gonna uh the academy humbly accepts this on behalf of anthony hopkins end of show wild yeah absolutely wild like at least if they would have ended it with best picture they they were kind of like they had everybody from nomadland go up they had chloe's out talk a little bit and then they had francis mcdormand and they were doing weird shit that i didn't understand but i got after i watched the movie and oh. i was like okay if they would have ended it with that like at least that's somewhat interesting oh that's my just god abruptly dude. how about that whole scenario where they did this weird trivia in the middle and then and then glenn close acted like she knew that song and come started... to f- come to find out it wasn't even like real trip they told the people about it beforehand i know that for sure as soon as glenn close was like i know that song it's like the humpty or whatever the I fuck was... it was and this is how you do the dance and i'm sitting there with laura and i'm like I'm like, this is fake as all hell. Yeah, and I should. Like, no, and I'm like, look at her. Yeah, look at her. I was. I she sh- doesn't know what the fuck is going on. I should have seen it coming, but I was just like, damn, Glenn Close, that's fucking legit. And then I, thinking back now, I'm just like, obvious. Like the comments she made to Daniel Kaluuya af- beforehand of him. Na- being too young for that. Well, they were. I was like, to, oh, they're so they definitely were trying to pay this. homage to African American uh, uh, artists, uh, um, people in just I think in general or artists or whatever in the film industry who were snubbed from Oscars. Yeah. So they asked Daniel Kaluuya about something from an older movie, and oh, he that? quote unquote didn't know it. Which yeah, these are who, deep. These are team? fucking deep cuts. Nah, the first two were were better. No, I knew the first two, but the last one I was like, I don't know. And what then the fuck yeah, this and is. then the deepest cut of all. Yeah, and then Glenn Close. Close, and she like knows it instantly. Like has to tell him like, I know what this is, and blah blah blah. And I got all these facts of, like, as soon as she started naming like side facts about him, like. This is fake as Plant. fuck. And then she's like, I know how to do the dance, too. This is so fucking bullshit. Yeah. But it's Hollywood. What did you expect? True. Very, very true. So those were your those were your Oscar winners over the weekend. Hopefully next year's a better match. I hope so. Well, with, with everything... I knew this one was going to be tough just because... COVID shut down a lot of movies. You know, we weren't... We didn't get the best batch of movies this year. And they were still dealing with everything, so... Let's get to some Falcon yeah, and no, the Winter Yeah, no, I got Soldier. it pulled up right here. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the season finale. The season finale, yes. everybody. Uh, 
So, like we talked about, I think most last week we kind of left off. We knew what was happening. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize last week was the longest episode. The GRC meeting going on lockdown by Carly and the Flag Smashers. Sharon comes to help Sam and, Sam and Bucky save the day. That's kind of where we're at. Sam shows up um, in the new cap suit. Yes. Fucking awesome. Looked dope. Uh, Very comic accurate, too. Yeah, I thought it was really well done. Um, I'm not sure because I kind of got lost here in, in between this. What exactly happened with the hostages? At one point, they they like threw. They made it seem like they were getting out safe, but the police that were the security that was there was actually flag smashers. I don't know. It was very confusing. Um, basically, Sam. Goes in, he's fighting the dude from the beginning of the series that we talked about last week. GSP. The only reason he's there is to fight, try and kill Sam. Bucky tries to have a talk with Carly. Uh, Sharon tracks down where the fucking hostages are going to. And then, um, after, shortly after, you know, obviously Bucky's not getting through to Carly. Uh, Bucky runs down all the hostages, yes. right? They get, they get, get, they're out on the streets. They're in these FBI vehicles. Uh, John Walker shows up to help the fight. With his fake shield. Yeah, with his fake shield. So that was kind of interesting. Um, John, at first he shows up and he's all about, I'm here to fucking kill you guys for, you know, my friend and blah, blah, blah. Funniest line in the movie, or funniest line in the episode, which probably, it was funny for my mind, was when she's like, your friend, you I only you're, kill people that matter to me. I only kill me. people that matter to me, and he's like, did Lamar Hoskins not matter to you? And the first thing that came to my mind was, no. <laughs> it would have been funny if John Walker said, do black lives not matter? No, that would have been That would have been great. But, um... But, you know, and, and meanwhile, Bucky's trying to save the, uh, these hostages because she lit one of the vans on fire. So he take kind of takes on the fight over there. He saves them. It goes back and forth. Um, I'm just going to I'm going to buzz through this and then I'm going to talk about it because it's, it's kind of just bang, bang, bang. Uh, it's not a lot of like deep thinking where you need a lot of thoughts. It's really surface level Throughout this, most of this episode, he has he has a moment, John, uh, where he could save uh, part of the hostages or go after Carly because they're about to escape, um, and he chooses the right path. Yeah. And I thought this was, and I thought this was the main top, one of the main topics that I wanted to talk about. John Walker earned points in my book, and I started to actually like him in this episode. And I think I think they were that was kind of the point. This and I think it's the balance that we've been talking about this whole series, which, which is kind of which one of these two is John Walker gonna slip down here? Is Carly gonna slip down here? Who's gonna rise? Who's gonna fall? And um, I think from last episode where, you know, John Walker was real low, Carly was a little higher. Like it kind of evened out, oh. and it kind of shows. And I think a lot of this goes to show like the gray area of this series in general. But I thought that was pretty awesome. I thought he had two two situations cuz I remember at one point when he first started chasing down Carly, you could hear the the people in the bus before it gets lit on fire. 
You no, could so hear... he shows up after the bus lights on fire. He showed up after the light on yes. fire. Okay, maybe that's what yeah. I was thinking of. Okay. Um. So then, they they cut flag smasher kind of escape whatever. Uh, Sam has to come help save save uh, that bus. Whatever you know. There's all kinds of stuff. Meanwhile, Sam's flying along this helicopter trying to save people. Doing it, cool shit. It's just it's just action, fun stuff. Uh, they go follow the sw- flag smashers down into the these like tunnels underneath the ground, and this is where we get the reveal. Sharon is the, Sharon Carter is the power broker. Damn, that's crazy. I had no she idea. brought in what's the guy's name? That truck to spot to spy on the flag smashers while doing this GRC thing. Blah blah blah, and she pulls a hell of a move to get out of it by by shooting him, not paying him his money, getting shot by Carly, and then Sam coming in, just seeing that, having to fight, and then shooting Carly at the end. Yeah. Like you're the hero, you set yourself up. She did a great job doing that. I thought for sure when Car because Carly and Sam had a moment while she was dying. I thought for sure she was just gonna drop it in there, like hey. Sharon's a power broker. I don't think it really... I don't think she's dead, either. Probably not. I don't think she's dead, either. She's supposed to be... You know... I'm I'm guaranteeing that she is set up for for the Young Avengers. So, I don't know. But, you know, they... Like like we've seen, not everything is straight out of the comics. They could change up characters here and there. I just don't see putting as much into a character like that. They did put a lot into Carly just for her to die at the end. Exactly. Um, in the big part of the episode, Sam brings her out. Sam has a moment with the GRC leaders, basically telling them what the, f- you know, to, to telling like in not like in blunt terms, like what I think everybody on, on this earth, especially needs to listen to now. Like we are so black and white, like, and just every kind of policy and how we think about this, how we think about that, that nobody's stopping to think about the gray area and the gray and, and like Sam's speech. I like, I'm putting that in basic terms because there's no point in me coming here and trying to recite what he said. I thought it was phenomenal. Great speech. Daniel. I thought it was a phenomenal way to end the episode. Yeah. And then they didn't. And then they just didn't. Now, there's four... I thought how they ended it was was very well. I was I, I, I went on a roller coaster right afterwards because I, I was like that's too short. I know that's not the ending, although it probably would be a good one to end on. Yeah, we have like four scenes afterwards. Yes, Zemo bombs all the leftover flag smashers as they're going to jail through his through his uh, butler, or whatever. butler, which whatever and eh, could do without. Yeah. But uh, it make it makes sense. He's his whole thing throughout this whole series was getting rid of the super soldiers. Yeah, he's got rid of most of them now. Val Valentina Fontaine reveals John Walker as U.S. agent. Didn't need that. Um, those two, that those two could have easily been done as like in the credits. As like super, super quick hits. Yeah. Not the scenes they were given. Yeah. Bucky makes amends with the Chinese man from earlier in the season that he killed his son. That was great. That was that was good. That was great. I like that. And then Sam stops by to see Isaiah Bradley. 
uh, have a little talk with him, and then she goes to show him that he he made his own um, plaque exhibit for exhibit. him, his own exhibit for him in the Captain America Museum. I thought that that was, was phenomenal. Yeah, that was that was that was that the was perfect, perfect way to end, to end the episode. Yes, and then they didn't. They they, they, after? they have an after credit scene where Sharon. Oh, that's right. She, the, I mean, they did technically end the episode, but then they did another an, like an. No, oh no, they didn't end the episode after that. I didn't mark this down. Remember, they didn't end the episode after that. They went back to they were having like a a cookout at oh, Sam's right. house. They did the cookout just doing thing. just doing like like I mean I, I it was like celebrate good time. Yeah. come on. Like I don't really need that. Like you could have just ended there. I get it. And then after credit scene, Sharon pardoned, but then she's like gonna double cross and start selling government secrets and stuff like that. So. That's gonna be interesting. Whatever her whatever her thing follows. Yeah, Johnny Roca had asked me. He had texted me when he watched it. He was like, "Whenever you get the chance, I want your take on where you think Sharon goes from here." I told him. I said, "It's either gonna go two ways. It's either gonna be they're gonna do a second season of this. She's gonna be. Oh, I'm sure they'll do. She's gonna end up being the main antagonist of the second season after working with them at the first part. They're gonna they're gonna so. catch on to her being a, a. I don't think so. And then. Now seeing the news, I was waiting. There's one last piece of news. Captain America 4 is set in production now, starring Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan. I think she becomes the main antagonist of that movie. That's more than likely yes. is is trying to figure out. So when I text Johnny Roca about that, I didn't know about the news of the movie. Now knowing the news of the movie, that's how they're going to go about it. Um. Yeah, that's more than likely kind of what's going to go on with her. Um, or or Zemo, I don't know. It's interesting. They got a, jump, a bunch of different ways they can go. For for an episode standpoint in general, as the finale, I thought I thought the the beginning part of this until they started to get disjointed after the whole Sam speech. Yeah, like it should have went Sam speech, Bucky, um, Bucky, Sam and Isaiah Same. Bradley, end the end episode, it. and then. Add like, t- like not even a minute cutscenes. Oh. All it takes is all it takes is like Zemo looking at a newspaper, like Flag Smashers bomb, and he smiles at the camera. That could honestly that's that's, that's fucking two. Doesn't seconds. even have to be that. When they're going through the credits at the end, have it flash up as an image. Be, have it be the first image that flashes up, uh, just the newspaper. These yeah. guys, these guys bombed, and all you see. And, you know, it's front page, it's got the headline, it's got the photo, you see the fire, you see the car up top, and you see the butler sitting on top of the car. That's all you need there. Well, the butler was in the car. Well, you but, have But a... I think you need a little hint from Zemo. Zemo. Maybe. So you need to do something with Zemo, but, 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 so you get the idea. The shorten other stuff, the U.S. agent thing was, was, I mean... You could even shorten that up. You had Val- you had Valentina doing some whole bit. Yeah, with- Julia Louise Dreyfus yeah. just to get her more fucking airtime. Just doing a bit with with the wife or whatever, and then you have um, John Walker and his wife afterwards, kind of talking about how he looks good in the in the outfit. You don't need all that. No. Nope. Just just Julia Louise Dreyfus standing there. Says, and she come tastes- on, says come on out, show us what it looks like, and you see him walk out in the suit. End it. And she basically said the same line from the episode before when she tried to, like, coerce keep him in. You, keep your phone open. Yeah, keep your phone open. Things are going to get weird. She basically says the same thing over again. It was very dumb. And just 
uh, like I get that Sam and Bucky are good friends now, and they've they've hashed things out, and everybody's family's doing okay. I don't need a fucking montage of it. This is an eighties movie. This isn't Fast and the Furious. So you don't need a. But cookout other scene. than that, the whole episode was pretty gro- great. From what I you know what yeah. I think, and I'll I'm f- very excited for the you know the continuing series and and what what Marvel's setting up is going to be very fun to watch for uh, Phase Four. Sucks. We got so much content from Marvel. So now I'll so answer again. I'll okay, answer yeah. again. Do I think Phase Four is going to be too woke? Was that the question? It's something of that sort. Uh, is Marvel going to be more woke in Phase Four, or was Captain America being black too big of a topic to ignore? I think this is a. I think it's a really broad stroke question that, like, you can't really answer because. Marvel has always touched on very touchy subjects and and when they cross them they they do their best to to answer them and and be uh, you know I, I like I don't think I don't think what what Sam did in this series or what what the deal was with him being a a, a black Captain America and what happened with Isaiah Bradley or anything I don't think any of this shit is woke I think this shit is very real, yeah. and I and I don't think they take because if they take a woke if they wanted to take a woke uh, approach to this, like there would be no Captain America. You don't wear red, white, and blue. He's canceled. That person's canceled. We don't even like Steve Rogers anymore. I think of that as like a woke thing. Yeah. I feel like this is just an educated ever. You know what normal people think of how how life is and how life goes and. Do you understand what I'm trying to get oh, across? Absolutely. It's not. It's not woke. No. It, you know. It's touching on real human subjects, and this is like watch some of the like. What's that great documentary about Marvel Comics about or about Stan Lee in particular? There's there's one that's just absolutely phenomenal, and then they talk a bunch about you know how Marvel was some of the first progressive uh, like they were the first. To have a, a a black superhero be the lead, they were the first to have a woman superhero be the lead. Mm-hmm. They were the first to betray have have head um my head writers in different minorities and things like that. And how they've always tried to attack attack social issues through their comics and yeah. stuff like that. Like that's never going to stop. Always to be ahead of the time. Too. That's never going to stop with these movies and stuff like that. It's written in the DNA of what comic books are. Yeah. It's a way for us to escape and and be able to at the same time learn something and learn something that applies to our everyday life and and what we're and what we're going through as a society without having to be a you know, a huge pushover movie or, or, you know, um, uh, a documentary series that, that blows the lid off of everything. You can attack these subjects, uh, the, these subjects through this lens, mm-hmm. which is easy to watch and it puts it in. And it, it's easier it, to consume for people of all ages too. Cause take, it's, cause it's not an age, you know, uh, uh, age specific issue you can a, take this your, affects everybody you can take your child to it and you know you talk about like one of the hardest things is parents having trouble talking about serious issues with their children mm-hmm. and then them learning not learning how those things work this is you, like you have to be able to have those conversations with your children and through these movies is the ultimate way to do it 
Yeah. Because you you can show them this movie and they and they points. can they can get it they can understand it you can explain it in the context of the movies and not have to bring it to their real life until they're ready very phenomenal very very phenomenal I like so like to say it's woke I feel like is uh I I feel like is is a step too far to what this actually means and and what it is I don't I don't think it like. Yeah, I, I've I've explained my point. beautifully put, Travis. I've explained my put. point. Yes, but that was the final, the finale of that. So we will have all, we will have uh, more series reviews when we get to Loki. I guess is yeah, next. We got we got some time. I was I was saying we got so much content from WandaVision to are we are we dead naming it with Falcon and the Winter Soldier because it is Captain America. No, that's and the still Winter the name Soldier. of the program. Okay, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and and WandaVision, and now we have a month and a half, two months before we get into Black Widow and well, Loki. Well, if we run out of stuff, stuff, we'll do a double review. Yeah. You know, don't matter. I mean, I think we can do, I think we can do, uh, look into doing another tournament. That takes up a lot of time, so we can do a couple more tournaments. While God we... forbid this podcast is ever under two hours, huh, Trav? <sighs> Uh, this next week, next coming week, we're going to review Separation. What the fuck is that? I just seen it today when I was looking on the on the release schedules of stuff. It's the trailer I was watching. It looked like it had a spooky clown in it. Ooh, spooky clowns. I like spooky clowns. Possibly a clown tournament. Doink, doink the clown. Doink the clown. John Wayne. John Wayne Gacy. I think we do a clown tournament next week, huh? That might be that might be the move. Separation. What is this on? Really, it says theaters. Oh, sweet. So, that's next week, guys. Um, next, we're gonna do our review with Mortal Kombat. But for the review of Mortal Kombat, we wanted to bring a Mortal Kombat fan. So our good friend, Big Dad, brother of Josh of Cheese, brother of Brandon Tanguma, Josh Tanguma, aka. Big Daddy Guma, thanks for coming on. Thanks for listening. Oh, we'll do it. We do another you goodbye do, at the do, end of this. Yeah. So, uh, hope you guys enjoy. Thanks. Finish him. All right. Thank you, Big Daddy Josh Tanguma, for coming on for your first time on Trapdoor to Hell. How does it feel to be invited here first before you're invited on your brother's podcast? I feel very honored. Uh, you know, I got my best friend Gundy with me, and I've known Hello, Travis for all, for all my life. You know, it's a great honor, and I'm happy to be talking about uh, Mortal Kombat with you guys and another yep. game show. So we brought him on because we're going to start a review with Mortal Kombat 2021. Uh, we also, after, we'll have a little trivia between me and Big Daddy on some video game knowledge. Ty running that. So we're very excited to have you on, man. It's awesome. But very sh- very short trivia, might I add. Do you have anything not too, else? Not too long. Of course, not too long. you have anything else to add? you want to comment before we get into the review here? Oh, like, I mean, just going off, uh, like, with the review, I had very low expectations for this movie just because, like, of other video or other movies that have like with anime or video games in it they've done very poorly like uh with death note and bleach are on netflix they're like terrible so i had very low hopes for this movie 
All right. Well, without further ado, let's get into it. Mortal Kombat just came out, released last week on HBO Max and in your local theaters. Um, right now, it's sitting at 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 55% on Rotten Tomatoes, 44% Metacritic. It goes as hunted by the fearsome warrior Sub-Zero. MMA fighter Cole Young finds sanctuary at the Temple of Lord Raiden. Training with experienced fighters Liu Kang, Kung Lao, and the rogue mercenary Kano. Cole prepares a stand with Earth's greatest champions to take on the enemies from Outworld in a high-stakes cla- uh, high battle for the universe. Uh, directed by Simon... McGoid, I think that's important. McCoyd, I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, not not really anybody you would notice starring this, so I'm not going to bother. Unless you have names that you want to throw out there, I'm not going to bother with that. No, I don't think there's anybody that I recognize, at least. And I think first and foremost, we should start <laughs> off with the budget. The budget was $55 million, which So in preparation for this one, I went back and watched the 1995 Mortal Kombat and the budget of that, it was like 18 million or something like that, which I guess I get inflation. It's, you know, three decades later, it's going to be a lot larger, but you could really tell the difference first and foremost with, with the difference in the budget. This, I felt like with the old one, the budget was, uh, I mean, it was it was not small for the time. It wasn't big, but what they did use their practical effects on, uh, it didn't. They were like out shooting, outreaching, um, what they had. This I felt like it could have had a a bigger budget. Could have definitely had a bigger budget, but everything they used as budget on really, really hammered home. They didn't bother casting anybody, like we said. Didn't mention any names, but they didn't bother bother like going out and getting a big cast. That way we could use all that money that they had for the movie solely on effects and stuff like that, which I thought were pretty good. What do you guys think? Uh, like, as a movie, I feel like it was really uh, beautiful, like, with the effects. It looked like a Mortal Kombat video game. Like uh, there was a couple like instances where they would show fatalities and it was really gruesome, which like was really good. Uh, like also too, like uh, the I really liked the beginning of the story. Like they showed the Sub Zero and Scorpion background, which like is kind of important. For the I think story. that I think that was the best part in the movie by far too. That first uh, nine to fifteen minute opening scene of the Sub Zero Scorpion. Uh, shot beautifully, seen beautifully, acted great. Um, everything in that was flawless. And like you said, and and we like we have you on because you know the video games more, and how important that is to the story is is great. And I think they did a good job portraying that first off, and then being able to execute it too, because it's big to the story, right, Josh? Yeah, like I mean, because like the biggest rivalry in Mortal Kombat is Sub Zero and Scorpion. And they did it like right. Uh, I'd even look back on like a couple YouTube clips to make sure like they did it right because even I forgot. But it, it was pretty similar. Uh, that was like, yeah, that was probably like the beginning and the end of the movie, probably the best parts of it. And Kano, like the actor, did a really good job. Yeah, I also went back and watched the, the 1995 version beforehand. And, and I mean, talking about the sub-zero and scorpion stuff in the original they just kind of glossed over it they just it was a one line like hey 
these guys are bo- or bitter enemies, but but right now they're going to be working together, and that's all we saw in the original. So then seeing it uh, portrayed differently in this, the 2021 version, which I know from Guma, is the actual like the actual way they act around each other. I was like, that's great. That, that was perfect. And the and the effects obviously so much better. Guma talked about the fatalities. And just the the uh, CGI that went into this movie looked a hell of a lot better than it did in 95. Yeah, and that's one of the things I wanted to talk about mainly because, uh, <laughs> well, one, I, I think we both need, I, I think we all agree that I think Kano was one of the better characters portrayed in this film. He was funny, witty. I mean, he is what he is, but they did a great job with him throughout. Um, I don't think they miss there. Wouldn't you guys agree? Yeah. On like in the middle parts, Kano kept the movie interesting for me. Like and if he was if he wasn't yeah. there, like I would have lost interest and I might have not finished the movie. And that's uh, where the that's where the I feel like it got really disjointed with um what's what's this guy's character? Cole Joe, Young. Joe Cole Young. Cole Young. He's not a character from the I was any just gonna, of the video games, correct? Yeah, no, so say. Like originally, I thought he was gonna be Johnny Cage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but then they teased him at the end. Yeah, yeah, so that's like for a sequel, cause like Johnny Cage fighting style, he like he's like a boxer, like he wears a hand wraps and stuff like that. And so when he had like the transformation, like towards the end of the movie, I was like, oh, so he's gonna be Johnny Cage, and then they teased at the end. I was like, oh, so he's just his own thing. They just did it for the plot point of him being a Scorpion's like great great grandson or whatever yeah and that's where that's where i think this really got off the rails and kind of got disjointed where like i've heard people talk about the movie and they mentioned like cole young he's like your cpu insert custom player here guy but they tied him to to scorpion Scorpion, um uh lineage they tied him to scorpion's lineage and then i felt like the the obvious payoff here was to have him become the new scorpion i mean it's already in line and then they just went the other way which i think is good kind of in the way i don't think it's great in a sense but at least you have that oh that ending scene where you go scorpion gets his revenge and that's the last we see a scorpion because i mean the fight at the end against him and sub-zero was phenomenal and cole young helping out or whatever and then he's you know he he, because he was trapped in hell or whatever. Now he's now he's free. I don't know if he, his character is going to be able to come back anymore. Uh, I, it very it confused me why they wouldn't just go with the logical step. This movie's a lot of fan service, and I felt like that was the best way to go. But they just straight stayed straight away from that. I don't know. Like uh, honestly, like with Mortal Kombat, it's kind of all up in the air. Like I don't know if there are comic books that like you know have a certain storyline. But, like, with the video games, they'll kind of, like, do one video game and then they'll hook from, like, that story onwards and kind of kind of jumble around and kind of, you know, make stuff up as it go along. But I was uh, – I wanted the same thing too, Travis. Like, I was hoping – I was waiting for Scorpion the whole time. Like, I was like, okay, so he's going to become Scorpion. This is going to be the – like, you know, he's going to avenge his grandfather. But it was cool to have the original Scorpion come back and fight him and, you know, actually defeat him. Yeah, I thought I thought that whole thing they were setting up was going to be when he finds his I forget what they call it the the power within him was going to 
turn into like a scorpion power and he was going to become score i think i think a lot of people were coming to that because it's a logical conclusion like you give them the lineage you you have them follow the path and then bam it's just like hey you're going to be something else there's kind of a weird step i have a quick question how do you guys think of raiden like overall as a character real quick uh it was better than yeah. the 1995 one. I'll tell you that. Well, yeah, yeah. Comparatively <laughs> to between the the old movie and this new remake, um, I th- I felt like at at times he was kind of non just non present out of your mind, like you didn't even think about him, and then he'd show up, and it was like kind of a guiding light. I, I think they did a great job with him does he have a line somewhere where he's a fighter or anything like that so is that like ancient or i don't know so i'm gonna go back to like the mortal Kombat on the xbox 360 because that's like the one of the games i played the most and like throughout that story he's like the main protagonist like he's like the guy that finally beats uh shao khan like the uh antagonist but uh but yeah like i didn't really like that side of Raiden because normally he's like a, he's supposed to be a god and supposed to help out earth realm like that's his little realm and so when he was kind of an asshole to everybody i was kind of like whoa this is a, like this is off topic for him you know what i mean yeah he he did have like big big asshole vibes coming from him throughout that at, or at least at the beginning yeah like towards it i was like oh well i mean it's better than having nobody like to have people fight but yeah. he wasn't wrong <laughs> He gave me that feeling as like a at arm's length, you know, uh, like an overseer at arm's length. Like he's not going to overstep. He's not really he like he's there to help, but he he's still trying not to over, you know, because I think like and if I think anything were to happen, he would just wipe his hands off and go, hey, I wasn't. No, really no, 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 because I, th- I think with the struggle, what's the inner power that they talk about? What's the name of that? I I don't know. I forgot it. It's like I could, I could try and find it. Um, but anyways, like they had to really dig deep to find that to get their power to fight against the um the people from Outworld, the um well, the other fucking people. I Another room or whatever. Yeah, yeah. What you know, the whole gang of them that were following. What's the antagonist guy's name? Shao Shao Song. Shao Song. Yeah. So, like, they had to find that inner power Shang to find Sung. their strength. Yeah, yeah, Shane Sung. And with, I, I feel like if he oversteps and he tries to help too much, like, they don't even get to that because we see what it took to get Kano there. Like, they had to figure out um, between uh, Liu Kang and Kung Lao, they had to figure out how to push him to bring that out of him. The and Arcana. then, like, and then for like the Arcana, and then for Cole Young, like, they had to just, he had to like push him away and like, do with that it was so it was very strange but i understand why he was that asshole because i think i feel like if he oversteps then that line doesn't really work or that's that that part of the story doesn't work yeah it was just a different view like because i'm coming from the video games and most of the time he's like kind of the hero you know and he's kind of like welcoming in so like when i saw that side i was like oh like this is what like that's not the person like the character i know at least that's strange. That's that's really strange. Um, but some of the other characters, um, uh, I don't know them all that well. But from what I saw, 
I felt like everybody was portrayed well. Liu Kang and Kung Lao were fucking awesome. And everything that they, like, they're fighting in their scenes, their movement, like, it seemed to match, and it felt like it flowed, and it worked for their character. Um, Josh, you could attest that to more. Yeah, they did my boy Kung Lao dirty. They, <laughs> they, yeah, I did. I was very upset when he when he got killed because I, I liked what he was putting down. Like, it, even like in the first Mortal Kombat video game, like on the Xbox, like he was so overconfident that he like tried to fight like the villain and he just got demolished. And like it's kind of the same thing here. He just got bodied. And that was like another thing I didn't like about the movie. Like they didn't really show Shao Tsung like that much of his character. Like yeah, I don't they know, sh- they showed a little bit of him taking souls, but not yeah, like, not a whole lot. Because he's a shapeshifter, so like, yeah. he, but I I don't know. Like I felt like mostly the antagonist was Sub Zero the whole time. Yeah, know? for for sure. I feel like that maybe because that weird stuff that we're seeing with Raiden and the lack of the sh- Shen saying or whatever, uh, that that they could be lining up a movie just for them or something where they go at it. Uh, that's just what i'm looking at like yeah trying to keep all doors open because if you put too much in here then you detract from everything else but, so but, so goom as a as a mortal Kombat fan how did you feel there being no tournament in this movie like you went the whole two hour or hour 50 or whatever it was no tournament i mean it's whatever because most i kind of appreciate how like they had their own little fight scenes rather than just going back to back to back Cause most of the time, like throughout the story, it's like you're kind of going somewhere, and then you meet it like a bad guy, you know. So it's like it's because most of the time there's never like a tournament besides like the first one. It's just like you'll have people pop from one realm to the other and like fight each other. So I didn't really see a problem with that. Uh, but yeah, but also like, if if you do do that in the story, it's gonna seriously detract from what you got. If they actually yeah. tried to do that, it would detract. I feel like you would have to have like another hour into the movie. Yeah, I think that's why they're they're setting up a sequel. I think they're gonna have the tournament in the second one. Like, I know you guys didn't really notice this, but do you remember when Kano took like that amulet? I watched oh, I, a I watched a I watched a watch mo- mojo video about that. Yeah, so basically <laughs> like what it is is like that amulet's supposed to like wake up another entity that's like way stronger than Sh- Shao Tsung. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know I, if you... I heard there's like other th- other uh, entities trapped in there that the emulet yeah. holds this guy. It's so strange. Yeah, I didn't yes. hear about that though. So, like, I don't know if he still kept it or like Luke Kang took it from him. But if he still has it, I mean, he's dead, obviously. But that could be like the next storyline is them trying to get that amulet. You know? Wow. What about um, what about some of the dialogue in there? I uh, me not being a big Mortal Kombat guy, but knowing like of the games some of it came off kind of corny like after a kill and he would say flawless victory or or something like that something along those lines i was like all right we kind of get it we know it's a mortal Kombat movie you know yeah but like i mean that's like what people like want to hear is like the flawless victory and like fatality and you know we always think of like who's really saying those voices but like yeah it was kind of like cheesy at the end (laughs) But like, but yeah. that 
I think that's the issue. The thing there is because I don't think it detracts that much. I think they did it just enough in small parts that you really like where where you expect a crowd of people who all love this stuff to start applauding, uh, applauding, and then they hear that like that would bring up the hype so much. the The fact of the thing is, is that there's not much story here. That they they uh, broke apart the stories in such little part like little so I felt like it was I felt like it was you know huge fight scenes centered around a storyline and then like trying to fit exposition into a little part and the fact that it was disjointed like that you know was like okay you know this is more fan fan service than it is supposed to be like an actual movie like the, we talk about this with the fast and the furious movies and it doesn't mean like i, I rate it higher because that's what the attendant like fast and the furious movies are bad too uh, or not not, gr- not great but there you you know what you're there for you're there for the action you're there for this and you know what they give it to you and if the story if if it seems weird because of that like oh well if you're not a fan of it you're not gonna like it yeah like they actually did like it a really good job of that i didn't think it was overkill you know because if they would have done that after every fight then i feel like it would have taken away but they yeah. only did it like when they uh you know did like something really destructive or there's like blood and guts yeah, when yeah it, during, when the, during like i said those round of applause moments right ty mm-hmm. yeah um one of the so because i want to i want to say like i think oh one thing too and I, 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 this is something I noticed. The fight scenes, well choreographed. What the, Tyler just disappeared. Well choreographed. <laughs> oh, I was just laying back. Sorry, my back's still on me. Well choreographed. So I said that three times. Well choreographed. And, and also, also, um, well CGI'd and practical effects, and everything looked good around it, except for the camera. The camera was super shaky at times, and I couldn't like tell what's going on sometimes. And I was like, wouldn't this be the perfect, like you're doing all this fan service stuff. Wouldn't this be an awesome time during these amazing fights to just pan out from like your cinematograph, cinephile style camera and just go like, just go like 2D, like the video game shot (laughs) and just show them fighting like that. Like, uh, like at least I can see the action going on and be like, all right, that's a little nod. Or at least at the times where the camera gets super shaky, I felt like that should have happened. But uh, uh, I don't know. Was that just me? I I like I kind of like that idea. Like maybe not have like such a wide shot, but maybe have like a few feet. You know, because in the video games they are super wide, and that's gonna be impossible for like the small details. Yeah. But if you have like a five, like kind of like a USC fight type thing, and you just keep that camera still and have a move like linearly, it's. A, It'd be like it's gonna look more like a Mortal Kombat uh, game, you know. I th- I, I think you like- I think the fan service in that would be like I think a lot of people would be all for that. You don't do it for every fight, but for for some of them at least. You you probably could have done it between uh, probably between the Jacks fight and like when they got sent off, mm-hmm. you know, like maybe not the end fight, you know, because that's kind of like. Because yeah, you have end, three people, I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't touch anything about that. Jack, yeah. Jax is the uh, the Black dude with the robotic arms, yeah. right? So you're talking about when they're at the pit. Yeah, like that when would he probably is, work. Yeah, uh, maybe Kung Lao versus uh, the chick that was flying. I don't even know her name. Yeah, Natara. The, I think her name was. I, yeah, um, like I, 
I was kind of on my phone, so I wasn't really paying attention to names. And I was like, yeah. oh, who's this bad person? But yeah. Yeah. And then uh, what was her name? The like devil look. Oh, Melina. Melina. So when, so when Melina was fighting and this was and I felt like it would work there, too, because whenever Melina was fighting and she was kind of buzzing from place to place uh, and, and also whoever she was fighting was moving so rapidly that it was so hard to keep track. I felt like that was the time to really do it. Yeah. Like the only like problem I have with this film is kind of like like. It's like the characters, like they don't really hype them up as much. And then they get like shot down kind of like Goro. He's supposed to be like really like he has forearms. He's gigantic and he just gets gigantic. He just gets destroyed by the protagonist. And he's like, you know, and it's kind of like, oh, okay, that's cool. And then also like uh, Sonya Blade's powers. Like. Mm -hmm. As a fan, like normally she just has a gun. Like she's just like a military I, person. I thought she was gonna just have a gun. Yeah. Well, when she whole... when they went back to fight, I was like, oh, she's just gonna fucking grab a gun from her trailer or something like that. Well, the pull the problem was the whole time they were like, you can't fight these people yeah. without the inner power, and you have to kill somebody yeah. with the with the Mortal Kombat symbol to attain that. Is there any lore to that, Josh, or is that just something they made up? That's just something they made up like uh I mean it's a cool concept, but then you kind of get like like oh yeah, Kano got it because he killed this one dude. Well, who's the one dude that he killed? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Or like it's cause like in the video games they're kind of like desperate for people and like, oh yeah, she can fight, or like kind of Raiden will pick him out if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean they were all well trained people and then like like the military special ops and Kano's like a bounty hunter, uh, you know, so like really bad guy. And then it's just Cole Young, like a fucking failed MMA fighter. Like, really, yeah, this is what we're doing. Like, and like they're, tr they're trying to make him relatable and he's just not, he's the lineage of Scorpion. Yeah. yeah. That's why I thought he was either going to become Scorpion or he was going to be Johnny uh, Cage because they literally like he's a boxer and he's helped like johnny cage is really funny like he punches people in the nuts you know yeah mm -hmm. so i thought it was going to be like similar like oh throw the uppercut and uppercut straight through the balls like that'd be hilarious we'll see how much this does on profit but what are the odds they get like ryan reynolds to play fucking johnny cage in the next one no sh no shot that'd be great but no shot now I mean, they, they, if it makes a ton of money and they get the backing, I they got they. I see them. They totally have to go for someone that. big because it has to be a movie star. Yeah, I mean, fucking Ryan Reynolds, dude. Yeah, they I know. Go after, hey. They can go after. Let's see, Chris Pratt, <laughs> John, bring back, John. No, Cena. bring back uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> He's a little old, but hey, um, it's okay. CGI does a great thing. So I felt like this movie could have done a whole lot better if you 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 separate like I, I, I because now you've got this huge gap in the scorpion um the scorpion sub-zero line which is which is really some of the best the the best parts of this film i felt like you could have made a scorpion or teased something and then made a scorpion sub-zero film after this where they go at each other for a whole movie or something like that i i don't know there was just because it's like the beginning like josh said earlier the best parts of this are at the very beginning and, and at the, the very, very end. end 
and he almost lost it in the middle, but because Kano was uh, entertaining, he's he stood in there. You know, it, it was really funny though. Yes, he was. <laughs> and 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 for and two, we're talking about um, what's her name? Um, Sonya Sonya Blade. Blade. Yeah, Sonya Blade. Like she was, her character was so bad, so bad until she killed Kano. Like I thought her. I don't think there was it just. It's really hard to act like a video game character. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's kind of, and, and especially cause... one who has no powers at the time too. Like you, you just kind of have to play a person who's in a video. Like you're, you're playing a non-controllable well, player or, or an NPC, like, or whatever. Like the dude that played Jax, he like did the character really good. Like before he got his arms taken off, like he's a badass. Like before, but that's literally the same character as Sonya, but just a girl. Yeah. You know? And like instead of using her fish, like she does punch and kick. But her like main weapon is a gun, you know. I, like, I was mil- surprised. It's military like, oh, tactics. I'm surprised they had both in the movie. Cause, no, because like, they're kind of they're always together, so I wasn't really surprised. I, I mean, but just from a movie standpoint of having like two of the exact same character, basically carbon copies of the same character, it's it, it's tough. Well, they're different, but, but it it's just. They're like it's like Kung Lao and Liu Kang. You're gonna have them together. Sub Zero and Scorpion. Yeah. You're gonna have them together. And especially for storyline purposes, one does not exist without the other in this sense because Jax gets the Mortal Kombat logo and they're best friends. And Sonya's the smarter one who's hunting down all this history about it. So, um, but without, I think we've talked about it enough. Uh, what did you guys give the movie? Uh, I gave it a 48. <laughs> oh, it, Jesus, Guma. I thought you were going to, you said you, you were going to have it higher than us. Yeah, I gave it, I gave it a 50 out of a hundred. I gave, I put it at like a 61. Yeah. 61. Oh, I was thinking about it. And then kind of like for me, it's like, I'm more into like making it like more about the video game and like the characters. It was kind of like, it's one of those movies I would just watch for the fight scene. So I'll skip to the beginning and then end and then not yeah. like watch the middle. This was yeah, very the, visually I mean, pleasing. It's propped up. It's propped up for me basically on the, the, the premise, the fights, the, the fight choreography, the CGI and the scenery. Like everything is shot done well, done well. You know, you kind of in between those in between scenes when they're doing uh, history lessons and giving exposition, you kind of pass. But like the other stuff is so awesome to watch that I feel like I feel like it deserves better than a lot of bad movies. Uh, very very enjoyable. It, it wasn't a good movie, but it was enjoyable. That's for sure. I think it's one of those movies that you just watch it one time just to see like what it does. But like, if you're gonna rewatch it, you're only gonna rewatch the fight scene. So you're just gonna pull up YouTube clips on it, honestly. Well, I mean, it's you, you're, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna throw it on. You're gonna be like, I'm halfway watching something. I'm gonna watch TikToks in between watching these <laughs> amazing fight scenes and stuff like that. Yeah. So I mean, that's what I was doing when I was watching it. So well, I wa- I went to the theater. So yeah, I also I I saw it at home like Guma, but I. I you know threw my phone across the room so I wasn't distracted. Uh, sure you did. I won I wonder how much I wonder how much IMAX really impacted how I viewed it because it was pretty awesome. 
Yeah, I mean, I could I could tell just from watching on the, on my TV. I was like, I would have really enjoyed seeing this movie in theaters, just because like like everything that we liked about it was a visual was visually pleasing, was a visual effect or something like that. So Ty, you gave it a 61? 61. I gave it a 50, and Josh gave it a 48, right? Yes, sir. Yes. 48 out of 100. Thanks for doing that. Your first movie review. First one in the books right there. It's a 48. First, yeah, I was going to say, sorry, Goom. First movie review is a 48. I was going to go with the 56 at first, and then kind of talking about it, I was like. Brought himself down. Yeah. Hey, so. d- that happens sometimes, you know. <laughs> but without further ado, let's do the trivia part of this. Yes. How many questions do you got for us? Tom? I have six questions. We got to rejoin with the. Yeah, comment. I have to. I'm giving you. I'll just say it over here. Seven, six, eight, nine, seven, seven. Seven, six, eight. What's after? Nine, seven, seven. Did you tell uh, Travis what movie you're watching with me? <laughs> oh, we. Oh, yeah. Me and Guma, because of this, I'm going to see Demon Slayer. So I'll be giving everybody my review of Demon. Well, I'll give a score for Demon Slayer next week. If After, you want me to come back to review it, I'll be happily. <laughs> there you go, Goom. Um, yeah, I've not seen an episode of that anime. I still need to at least watch the first one before I go see this movie. It's really good. Or, like, because I read the, like, whole book already, or, like, the whole series. It's a, like, basic story, but the animation's really good. <laughs> Look at that. Early reviews. All right. Let's start. So, the first question, we're not going we're gonna, to we're gonna need this buzz in. Do you guys have something to either write on or type type out? Uh, I got my notebooks. Hold on. Because this one is a, a written portion of the of the quiz. You need like a full blank thing or what? No, nah, just just a line or two. All right. All right. You are going to have 45 seconds. When you're done, buzz Wait, in. What are we doing? I didn't listen 40, to you, my bad. 40, 45 seconds. Either 45 seconds is going to end or you're going to buzz in first. I need you to name the seven playable characters from the original Mortal Kombat game. So as I said, either, either buzz in or the 40... 45 seconds will end. Jesus oh, Christ. Man. Well, you got to fill the dead air, Tyler. No, I don't feel like filling the dead air. I, well, I didn't want to talk and get in your ear and, and throw you guys off. Buzz? But are you buzzed already, Goom? Yeah, I think so. All right. I guess we'll just wait it out. We'll see. We'll see. I wrote Travis, three. Travis got three. That's it? I got All right. I got one, two, three, four, five, six. I could have wrote more, but this. Right, I wrote who, for like the. Who who do you have? Scorpion, Sub Zero, Raiden, Liu Kang, Kung Lao, Molina, and then uh, I think his name's like Lizard or something. He's like the okay. green character. Okay, Travis, how many did you write? Three of three of them that he already wrote down. <laughs> okay. Well, Guma wins, but he only got four of them right. So in the original, in the original Mortal Kombat game, you had Johnny Cage, Kano, Liu Kang, Raiden, Scorpion, uh, 
Sonya Blade and Sub-Zero were the original seven. Mm. There you go. All right, question. Let's go back to our, our buzzer now. Let me uh, clear the buzzers here. All right. Question number two. What video game did Mario make his first appearance in? Oh, it has, it has Travis as first. Uh, Donkey Kong. That is correct. One point, one point, Travis, one point, Guma. You were quick on that buzzer too, huh, Goom? Yeah. All right, question number three. What was the very first video game to be adapted into a movie? Um, into a movie. No buzzes yet. Very but... first video game adapted into a movie. I got to think because there's tons of them that were adapted from from movies or from movies into video games. Um, I'm I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a shot here. Well, I have Big Daddy as buzzed in first. Oh, okay. Well, then why'd you why didn't you call him on him? I just I just saw it. I just did it. Yeah, I'm gonna think, go with. He did it right before you. I'm gonna go with Mortal Kombat. That would be. Uh, let's hear Travis's guess. Do you have the same guess, Travis? No, is it right or wrong? That's wrong. Dang. Um, the first one would be um. Fuck. Super Mario. Wow, what a guess. And he pulls it off. Super Mario Bros. was the first video game adapted into a movie. Only was one that year, like it was one 90, year, right? 90, it was like 93 or 94. It was it All was right. not very long before Mortal Kombat did it. Yeah, that was I thought you were giving us a trick a trick question because I brought it in here from Mortal Kombat. No, Big uh, Daddy, that was my first guess. I didn't that was my first guess. That must have been a bad movie. <laughs> it was a very bad movie. Oh, the, so the Mario Brothers one? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Question number four. Travis is up one point at the moment. What is the best-selling console of all time? Travis buzzed in. The PlayStation 4. That is incorrect. Big Daddy. Xbox 360? Also incorrect. Is this so the no, Nintendo 64? No, no points on this one. It is actually the PlayStation 2. PlayStation 2 at 157.6 million units. You know what? I should have accounted for how many different models they came out over over how many years. Yeah. That's on me. Okay. So still, Travis Un- is up unbuzz. one. Oh, unbuzz. Sorry. Still, Travis is up one. What is the best-selling video game of all time? Does this count for PC too? This is everything. Big Daddy? It has to be GTA 5. Is that your official guess? Yeah, it has to be. That is incorrect. It is not GTA 5. Not GTA. I have another guess, but. (sighs) Oh. Oh, that's stupid. Travis? Um, World of Warcraft. That is incorrect. Is it? Do you guys want another? Uh, you guys can get on. one more guess each because this is a tough one. It's a very wide horizon. It's a PC game, isn't it, Tyler? It's cross-platform. 
Is there multiple choice? <laughs> Fortnite. 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 That is incorrect. Guma, one last one last guess. <sighs> Bullshit. This is fucking horseshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with Skyrim. That is also incorrect. The answer would be Minecraft. God damn it. Minecraft. <laughs> All the games. God damn it. I was on. I, 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 didn't, go- I didn't realize because it was a free to play game, but I guess people out there buy the full version to do some sort of thing. It's like creative know. mode or something. Yeah, I was reading about it. It was weird. But God yeah, damn Minecraft. it. I thought a good one was GTA 5. Number, that's the second one. GTA 5 was number two. So it was a very good guess, Goom. And then the I did final... the wrong kid game. Yeah. Well, uh, Trav, Fortnite's free to play. I don't, I don't, I thought they, <laughs> I thought they calculate that into, I thought they V-box calculate downloads. Like no, I thought they calc- calculate downloads into buys. Oh, I, I don't know how that works with video games that are free. The, the only way they make their revenue is off the in game purchases. Yeah. yeah. That's how they try and get you. And finally, this one should be a little easier. What food is Pac-Man modeled after? What food is he modeled after? Yep. Travis came in first. Pizza. That is correct. Oh. It is a pizza. <laughs> hey, Daddy, were you going to guess pizza? I was going to guess meatball. <laughs> meatball? I, I, my first guess when I was reading through these, I was trying to quiz myself too, and my first guess was cheese. I thought he was a cheese wheel. But no, it is pizza. And Travis has won this. this Takes my ass. Holy. <laughs> he won by two points in a six point race. In a six point race. In a six point race. I, well, I mean, the first, que- the first question was completely just carry- catered to you, Big Daddy. I, th- I, I mean, let's see. One, two, three, four, five. Six of these characters were in the movie we just watched. I was going to just start writing all their names down, but like the fact that he did it just so fast, I was like, you know what? Head. Just, just give it. No, no, no. I was, just, I was honestly just like, you know what? Give it to him. Give it, give it, give him the points. He, he, he beat me like by far. He's got, more, you know what? I could write down every single character because like I write down every character that I remember and it's no fair too, because I'm reading the cast list. I have the cast list right here. <laughs> He had the cast list, and he still gave well, it. Well, I, I, I was a giving, man of integrity. I was giving the you know the scores and everything. I have everything pulled up here. Yeah. So I was like, well, this is cheating. So I just gave it to you. At least you didn't put Cole Young on there. That you know, I might have had to take a point off if you would have done some shit like that. No way. We got to get more people on to challenge me and somebody to somebody to write uh, more questions than six. <laughs> I mean, I was, I there was there was a whole bunch, but they were such like obscure ass questions. I was like, this is. This is like, gonna what would be one good. of them? Like they were they were asking questions like, oh, what he what's just pulled the, somebody else's questions from online. He didn't what's write the name of, What's the name of the homeworld from Gears of War? I don't know that one. Exactly. It was really like you, you could have been knowledge. like, oh hey, you played a MW2, right, Travis? Oh yeah. Who who do they go out to kill at the very end of the game? Captain Price? Shepard. Yeah. I don't know. Shepherd. I don't know the story. I don't play storylines. I play mod- multiplayer. That's yeah. why I didn't want to do any of those yeah. games. 
But like you could have done you could have done so much stuff. When did the N94 or when did the Super NES release? You know, what was what, the first game I thought release? Travis I thought Travis was going to say when did the Nintendo 64 release? I almost did, but that that came out in 1964, right? Yep, right on the money. Yeah, it could have been like, what was the name of the failed uh, platform that tried to battle fucking Nintendo, you know, Sega, whatever. Sega. This is what happens when you just pull your questions from online, folks. Yeah, you get easier questions. (laughs) I didn't want to fucking sit here all night and do trivia because, yeah. Uh, the problem is I'm probably the best one to compete and I'm also the best one to write fucking questions. <laughs> okay. Why don't you, you just give your, no, you just, just make up the questions. Up more, huh? Just make up the questions and then have Tyler search for them. Let him be your Jamie. No, no, because what you you got to sit down and write questions with me because it's so weird how like I have to I have to feed off of one to the other. So I got to, I find the answer that I'm looking for. And then Mm -hmm. I write the question to that, to that. So like, you know, like, uh, we got a trivia savant over here. You guys, (laughs) he's a a trivia savant. He's a trivia hardo is what he is. So if I were to write, like, if I were to write a question, like, um, uh, what's his name? Kevin, um, Who's the guy who got canceled for touching those guys' penises in those bars? Um, what's the actor's name? I don't know who the fuck you're from. Seven. About. Oh, Kevin Spacey. Yeah. So I would be like, okay, so I want the answer to be Kevin Spacey, and it's a video game. So I'd be like, what famous canceled celebrity had a voice cast in Call of Duty, and then find out whichever video game he was in. The answer is Kevin Spacey. Yeah, Tyler Tyler would probably get it's not a hard question, especially if you give a little clue to it inside there. Little hint inside the mind of writing trivia if anybody wants to write trivia. But Big Daddy, thank you so much for coming on, man. Your insight uh into the video game side of Mortal Kombat and what it uh meant what it meant to us and helped us uh kind of translate what we were trying to get in the in the review was awesome man it was uh great to have you on we tried to no offense but we tried to get a chinese guy first he just said he had no time to watch the movie it's okay i know i'm a i'm the nerd of the podcast so it's all good i mean that i'm sitting in front of a wall of funko pop so <laughs> even though nobody can see that but I mean, I got um, my phone Funko Pop shelf, and they're all anime, but that's okay. <laughs> I mean, it's what it is. They can't see it, but I got One Piece posters behind me. Yep, whatever that is. Um, <laughs> I saw you, that one coming. Never all mind. Right. Just one of the. Okay. Do I'm you have gonna... anything else to say to the people listening before we uh, get on out of here? I just want to hear say, Tyler say bye. All right. So before Tyler says bye. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Facebook is Trapdoor to Hell. Twitter at Trapdoor Pod. Email us your questions at Trapdoor Pod or sorry, Trapdoor Pod at Yahoo.com. Like and subscribe to all our shit. Um, try and give us a little. We're posting these things, posting these pictures on Facebook. Give us a little feedback. Like that. Don't like that. Uh, we're trying to do a little better. Uh, Maybe next week we'll bring back we'll we'll for sure be bringing back either a top five or another tournament. We'll see you next week. Um, Ty, send them home.
Oh, you didn't want Guma to plug his socials? Guma, plug your socials. So How dare you not give him time to do that? <laughs> so on Instagram, I am Joshua underscore Guma15. And then on Twitter, I am, I think it's at Guma underscore 34. Yeah. Go follow Guma on, on Twitter. Go follow Guma on Twitter. He's a good follow. He just retweets a lot of anime stuff. Oh, that's on me, bro. That's on me. <laughs> Travis is a hard no. Bye.